The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week, always love talking to her. She is a recording artist, a songwriter, and a wellness coach. She works with musicians in the areas of self-care, mental health, and time management. Our guest also hosts the weekly podcast, Out to Be, a program featuring interviews with experts in these fields. And you can find out more about her work by visiting www.katiezacardi.com. We are always happy to have back on our true friend of the podcast, Katie Zaccardi. Hey, Katie. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me back. We had to have you back. It is a necessity right now. Things are crazy. The world is is madness. And I know that a lot of artists are struggling right now. We had a lot of, you know, mental health and take and self-care takes on a whole new meaning in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, yeah. and I want to get your perspective on this. So let me ask you this, because I know you're talking with a lot of artists right now. You're probably working overtime with all the, the counseling sessions and things that you're doing. So what are you hearing from the artists you work with right now in terms of mental health and self-care, the challenges they're going through in the midst of all this social distancing and quarantining? Yeah, I would say that the top few things are number one, figuring out a routine. Now we are like a few weeks into this. I'm in New York, so I'm a month into this. By now, a lot of people have hopefully figured out what their new routine is. But for those of you who maybe just are at the beginning of quarantining in your state, that's a big thing that I've noticed a lot of people are struggling with. Another one is also having expectations or feeling like outside expectations or pressures to be doing certain things during this time. Now you might be listening and thinking like, that's not really a self-care thing, but the truth is I deal with wellness and mindset with my clients and having expectations, that's a stressor and that's going to affect your mental health and your overall wellness. If you're feeling like you have a lot of pressure to perform or to do something specific. And then with that, come some guilt. And so both of those things are really big stressors. And it's kind of, again, in that mindset lens, but feeling guilty for not doing something or feeling guilty for taking time to relax and binge watch Tiger King when you feel like you should be (laughs) doing something else, whatever it might be. Those are like the top three things that I'm seeing musicians struggle with right now. I'm so glad you brought that up, Katie. I was talking with Ariel Hyatt about that exact subject recently where she was just lamenting how frustrated she is hearing, seeing all these emails from industry experts telling artists, now's the time to learn, you know, to improve your songwriting. Now's the time to take continuing education classes. Now's the time to learn how to produce. And yeah. and all she's like is, no, now's the time to just like relax and, you know, keep your head about you. And this is, this is like, you know, this is a difficult time for artists. And you're right. They can feel a great deal of guilt right now because, you know, everything about them saying, oh, I have more free time than I've ever had. I should be learning skills, but it's hard for a lot of artists because of just how overwhelming all this is. It's, it's hard to get yourself in the mindset of, oh, now's time to do some uh, self-betterment. Like you're, you're just still trying to look out for yourself at this point. Yeah. And I do believe that all of that is true. Some people do have free time. And I always try to tell my clients because a lot of my clients are musicians, but 
a lot of them also have their own businesses as voice teachers or, you know, coaches in the music industry teaching whatever it might be that they're an expert on. And so I want to keep in mind that this doesn't have to be a time for scarcity. People are able to spend their free time doing things they wouldn't normally do, like take lessons or, you know, join your live stream of your concert or whatever it might be. That is a reality. And so I want people to keep that in mind. But the other reality too, is that number one, not everyone got time back. Some people are home with kids right now and they have to homeschool their kids during this time. Some people are on the front lines and they're working now more than ever, or they're at least fatigued now and spending their free time just resting and making sure they take care of themselves so they don't get sick. And so some of us ended up with extra time. I didn't really, cause I work from home anyway. So I feel like I'm just actually more distracted because everyone else in my house is also home. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my perspective. But I, I think that, you know, that's definitely a misconception right off the bat is that everyone ended up with more time. Some people did not. And even though you're home, you eliminate commuting factors and any other things that you could be doing. Obviously you're not spending your time going out to the bar with friends, but you still have things going on in your life. And you didn't just get back like eight full hour days to work on your music career. So let's acknowledge that. And let's not pretend that we all of a sudden have to be working full time in our music and getting stuff done when that's not the reality of our situation. Certainly not. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting katiezaccardi.com. And while you're there, you can check out her podcast, Out to Be, which is all about interviewing experts about mental health and self-care and related subjects. And Katie, on your podcast recently, you had musician Ciara Rubin on, who talked about a pretty interesting topic, which is the power of singing to help work through trauma. And that certainly sounds like a pretty useful way for musicians in particular to practice self-care, since we're talking about folks that usually tend to be pretty adept at singing. So tell me more about this. What is using, what is using singing to heal oneself look like in practice? Yeah, definitely. Well, I I highly encourage you all go listen to the episode so that you can hear it straight from Sierra herself. (laughs) But essentially that episode really talks about the power that we have both in the words that we use and the way we express ourselves and the way we use our body. So Sierra teaches us how we can set an intention, pick a song and use our voice just simply by singing a song, but in a very intentional way to feel the emotions, to let emotions out that we might be holding on to, and to therefore work through things and allow ourselves to heal. And I think this is a really, really powerful tool now more than ever, because like you said, not only are we all probably listening to this podcast, whether you're a good singer or not, you love to sing, I would imagine, sing along to your favorite songs. And we're all probably feeling a higher level of stress, maybe some uncertainty, maybe some anxiety, fear, whatever the emotions that might be coming up right now, now more than ever, it's really important to vocalize that. And I don't just mean by singing, but speaking with a coach or sharing it with a friend or a family member or writing it in your journal. I firmly believe that, especially for people who suffer with anxiety or just happen to have heightened stress or anxiety during this period, Keeping anxiety all in your head only lets it foster and fester and grow. And the best way to mitigate that is simply by speaking it out loud and working through it. So that episode is one really great way that you can do that. And then of course, if you, I recommend you try it out, but if you want to try some other things in addition to that, journaling, like I said, speaking to a friend or family member, or even better, getting a coach who can provide some unbiased uh, support 
and tips and ways for you to help overcome that is even better. I'm glad you brought that up because I think just being at home, social distancing, quarantining, the the natural impulse is to sort of isolate yourself because you're not encountering the outside world. And, you know, what you were just saying sort of suggests that we need to fight against that. And I was actually talking with your colleague at Women Crush, uh, Ashley K. Stoyanov, who was on the show last week, and she was talking about that now is the time to take the time during the pandemic to really work on expanding and fortifying your relationships with others. And she referenced this as something that artists should be doing to move their careers forward during the pandemic. You know, if you can't play gigs, you can still expand your network. You can still reach out to others and build those relationships. But from what it it sounds like you're saying, not only is that a valuable thing to do professionally, but reaching out to others is also a pretty important thing to do from a self-care standpoint right Mm -hmm. now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, there's so many memes going around where it's like extroverts are don't know what to do with themselves, but introverts are thriving during this time. And I think that's really funny. But I also think that no matter how you identify introvert or extrovert, or if you feel like you just tend to be like a homebody or not, either way, it's very important to have some sort of human interaction. If you live alone, I would especially encourage that. Um, because I think that it's easy to settle in. And even myself, who I, I consider to be an extrovert, I still find myself, I'll settle into these routines of just like not going anywhere, not doing anything, not talking to everyone. And it can get really comfortable. But the truth is that you will feel better when you are laughing, when you are engaging with people, when you are um, hearing their stories, like you're going to be more creative when you hear their stories and hear from other people's experiences. It's just going to help create that sense of oneness and supporting each other. And that's something that we all really need right now. Absolutely. It's almost just like for morale, you know, yeah. <laughs> like for the sense of morale. There's studies that show that that interaction and laughter and those things are super healing. And I think that that's something we need to focus on right now, whether you're sick or not, to just support your immune system and support yourself. Uh, I'll say this as just something that's really worked for me in terms of maintaining relationships with my friends and family, including the ones that are, whether it's you know just down the road from where I am and I still can't visit them or on the other side of the world. I've had a lot of fun playing Jackbox with my friends uh, during the pandemic. It's a you know, computer game that you know it's you know multiplayer. You, you play on your phones, but you know if you have your friends on Zoom, you can download this a bunch of different fun games that you can play with them, uh, where you share your Zoom screen and you all play together on your phones, and it is just having the greatest time. And it's important to laugh, and I, I can tell you that for me, the most therapeutic thing for me uh, that's kept me grounded through all this is you know, just hanging out with people that I care about, friends, family, and just playing games to, as you said, give yourself an opportunity to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, laughter is powerful even during normal times, but now more than ever, it's interesting too, that we kind of landed here in this conversation, because I think a lot of people, as with any tragedy, tragedy, we want to go into the place of like, oh, I don't deserve to be happy right now. Like people are dying. You know, this is a really sad situation. The whole world has this kind of solemn energy over it. How could I possibly want to have a good time during this quarantine? But the truth is that you are literally doing better things for humanity when you are tapping into that positive energy, when you are laughing, when you are engaging with others and being genuine and allowing people to see your true self. That is just going to help you. It's going to help others because 
we cannot discount the power of energy and of words. And that stuff is really, really powerful. Obviously, I'm not saying that it's going to stop you from getting sick or it's going to cure people from anything, let alone the coronavirus, but it's really, really a powerful tool to, and seriously, like literally will boost your immune system, but to help us to acknowledge, like we're all going through this together, but we don't have to create a oneness that's full of suffering. We can actually use this to empower each other and to lift each other up. Without a doubt. And I'm getting a lot of positive vibes just from hearing uh, the stuff you're saying. Like you, you have such a positive outlook on these things and it's, it's putting a smile on my face and we're laughing along with you. And I imagine there's a lot more where that came from on your podcast. Can you tell the listeners a bit about Out to Be? Yeah, absolutely. So the Out to Be podcast is a podcast that focuses on mental health and wellness and mindset in the music industry. So I talk with music industry professionals, other health and wellness experts, and other artists in the music industry, as well as solo episodes. And on each episode, we basically dig into a specific topic around this theme within the music industry. It's a place for artists to come and get that support that they might not get in other places, to feel safe, to learn about personal development, and to have an avenue of growth. It's a nice niche that you've carved for yourself. There are, there, there are plenty of folks doing podcasts who, who kind of do what I do, the advice show, how to move your career forward, and you know, like the, the market's gotten very crowded up, you know, since, particularly, you know, I, I, I've been doing this since 2015 and now like in the last couple of years, like all the people that I used to have on my show to give advice all now have their own podcast, but yeah, <laughs> you, which, you know, good for them. You know, the more, the more voices we have, the better, but I like that you've, you've brought in a twist in all this. Like there aren't enough people talking about the mental health side for musicians, uh, you know, the self-care side for musicians. And so you're really providing a valuable service there. And you're certainly providing one here, given some great advice this week. Let me get one more piece of advice from you, Katie, before we let you go. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah, well, you know what? I think that based on our conversation, the one last thing that I want to say is don't be afraid and don't hesitate to feel your feelings. We've talked a lot about staying positive. We've talked a lot about the things that you can do to cope, but don't stray away from feeling what's coming up. Don't feel guilty for however you are feeling. Just I encourage you to do what you can to work through it, to get that support, and then to support others once you've come out on the other side. Amen. Find out more about our guest work by visiting katiezacardi.com and be sure to check out her podcast, Out to Be. Katie, this has been a treat. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks, Ryan, for having me back. Of course. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business Podcast. Mm-hmm.